Hello and welcome to season two of the Blues Guitar Show. This season is sponsored by Orphy Guitar Strings. Orphy's Firelock series of acoustic guitar strings are the absolute most reliable acoustic strings that I've used. They're nano webbed, they last for ages, and they sound and feel great. So you can head over to their website, orphy.com, or search on their Alibaba store to get some great deals on their Firelock series. Our next sponsor is Buzzsprout. If you want to start a podcast, head over to buzzsprout.com. If you head over there today, you will get a $20 Amazon gift card. Buzzsprout is the service that I use for my podcasts. They're really, really great. They give you really in-depth analysis, and they're certainly the most reliable and cheapest on the market. Okay, welcome back, season two, episode one. So throughout this season, uh, I'm going to be looking at mainly scales, improvisation and finger picking techniques. Uh, I got some comments from you guys saying that you really liked the Delta Picking Blues lesson and the Travis Picking lesson, some more finger picking stuff and also uh, more fretboard visualisation. So I'm going to work from that uh, going forward in this season. And to begin with, we're going to look at some essential scales to play the blues, the central blues scales. Uh, so let's start, grab your guitars, uh, let's get in tune. Sounds pretty good to me. And let's begin by looking at the key of G, a nice guitar friendly key of G. So I'm gonna propose that there are two scales that are absolutely essential for playing blues guitar. And they are both of the pentatonic scales, the minor pentatonic and the major pentatonic. Now, the minor pentatonic is the scale that most people learn as their first guitar scale. And especially if you're playing electric guitar or if you're playing sort of contemporary music, that'll be the scale that pretty much everyone knows. But we're going to go through it and hopefully go through it in a little bit more depth than some people do to really help you realise how that one scale shape can transfer across the whole neck rather than you having to learn a bunch of different shapes. Those shapes are of course useful, but if you know the theory behind the scale, it makes it so much easier and so much more valuable. So, the pentatonic scale has five notes. In the case of G, we're going to start on G, fret three, top string. We have G, G is our root note. Okay, the next note we have is the minor third. So we go G, and then if we were playing the minor scale, we'd go, you'd go G, A, A sharp, but we're missing out the second, so we're just playing the third. So we're going to go G, and then A sharp. So the top string, fret three, then fret six, G, A sharp. Okay, next one. Go down to the C. Okay, the C on the A string. So G, A sharp, C. G, A sharp, C. And then go one tone up from the C to the D. So G, A sharp, C, D. Okay, so let's look at how many notes we've got there. We've got one, two, three, four. Okay, we know pentatonic is five notes, so we just have one more note to add. So the note we're going to add is an F. We're going to play that F on fret three on the D string. So that's one, two, three, four, five. G, A sharp, C, D, F. So those are the only notes in the G minor pentatonic scale. 
Now, of course, when we play this, most of the time we add on the octave of the G, which is the fret 5 on the D string. So to complete the scale... Okay, and you can probably recognise straight away, if you don't already know this scale, that loads of your kind of classic rock riffs or your blues licks come from the scale. Very similar to this, if not this scale, uh, by itself. So, five notes we have there. G, A sharp, C, D, F, and then back to the G. Now, all the patterns you learn, where you can go... are just the same five notes played across the fretboard. So if you just play the same five notes in that order, ascending and then descending, you're playing the G minor pentatonic. Now the key to this is really knowing where these notes are on the fretboard. And if you haven't looked before at season one with the two fretboard visualization uh, episodes, they would be really, really useful tools to go through that before having a look at the scales. But if not, we'll power through. So we know that here we have G, A-sharp, C, D, F, G. Now the fingering I use for that is interesting. The fingering I'm playing that with is first finger for the G. I'm using my little finger for the A-sharp. I'm using my first finger again for the C. Third finger for the D. First finger for the F. And then I use my first finger again, sometimes slide, up to that G. Now the reason behind this is so we can almost copy and paste this same shape to immediately give us another octave. So we play that again, slide the last two. We know that this is the octave of G. Okay, so I'm on a G note again. So let's play the G note, and then the same interval, the same distance between the G note and the A sharp, okay? So on the top string, it's one, two, three, four frets, four frets apart. So it's the same here. So we start from this G, fret five on the D string, and then we need to go up to five, six, seven, eight, fret eight for the A sharp. So now we have... And just like we did before, we're going to go down a string. I'm going to play that octave of C, fret 5 on the G string. And then up one tone, just like we did before, on the A string. So all together. Now the only thing that is tricky about this is we need to compensate for the B string. So because of the B string... All the frets that we would normally play, the shapes we'd normally play, need to be transposed up one fret. So instead of playing 5-7, which would complete the pattern, that 5-7 needs to be transposed to 6-8. And then we end there on another G. So we have G, A-sharp, C, D, F, G, sharp C D F G
I'm just interrupting this episode to let you know about the Blues Guitar Show Plus membership. Plus members get access to weekly lessons each Friday complete with tabs and downloads. For just $5 a month, you'll get instant access to nearly a year's worth of guitar lessons covering finger picking, fretboard theory, soloing, improvising slide and much, much more. If you're tired of bouncing around on YouTube trying to pick up bits of information from here and from there and you find it hard to commit to regular lessons, this is for you. Details of how to join are in the description below. Now back to the episode. So we already there have gone right up to the eighth fret from the third. And again, you can play that last tone with one finger. Now, the really cool thing about these scales is that they're completely movable. So now that we've got a two octave scale, so we go starting from here, ending here. Okay, that takes us over two octaves of G. The really cool thing is that we can move this. So we just play the exact same shape, starting in a different place, and then we're playing a different scale. So if we were to start now from the top string again, exactly the same shape, but start on fret one, it would look like this. Fret one, fret four. Down a string, one, three. Down a string, one, three. Stay there, we're gonna go three, six. Down a string, three, five. Compensate, remember, down a string, four, six. Exactly the same shape, but now, because we're starting on the F, this would be the F minor pentatonic. So now we can play two octaves of the minor pentatonic in the key of G and F. Let's stick with G for now, just for simplicity, because we're gonna do the same thing with the major pentatonic. So why this stuff is useful is because when you know the minor pentatonic, it gives you the ability to play over the whole of a 12 bar in that key. So what that means is a 12 bar blues, as we looked at before, in the key of G would consist of three chords. It would be the G chord, it would be your C chord and your D. Okay, probably played with some kind of... Okay, so let's have a look at how that scale sounds just ascending and descending over a 12 bar blues.
So you can hopefully hear through that how this one scale with nothing but five notes in it actually works over all three chords. And I made a point in that example of changing from just standard chords to some of the more complicated chords. to demonstrate how it works over all of those chords. So it's a really, really useful scale to know and one that it's great to be familiar with. In terms of a way to practice it, I would say start with just those two octaves and just start from fret one on the F and then play the same thing. So two octaves on F, two octaves on F sharp, two octaves on G. Just go all the way up and down the next. Just... sharp and G and just get really really familiar with those uh, that shape going up and down the fretboard because it's a really really useful one to know the major pentatonic again only has five notes but this one is primarily used over major keys or major chords, meaning that we don't really use it over minor chords. Uh, so we're gonna stay in G, nice guitar-friendly key, and this time we're gonna look at the G major pentatonic, and I'm gonna show you where we use the G major pentatonic and why it sounds different, why it gives a different flavor and a different vibe. So G major pentatonic, again, This we're gonna start on G on the top string. And this time I'm going to play G with my second finger. Okay, so G, fret three, top string. Then we go up just a major second. So G to A. So G, A. So A I'm playing with my little finger. So second finger, little finger. Then I'm going to go to fret two on the A string and play B. And then with my little finger, play D, okay, fret five. So we've got G, A, B, D. And if you recognize this, that song is just literally a major, uh, a major pentatonic. So here we have G, A, B, D, and the last one is E. So fret two on the D string. And then of course the octave of G. G, A, B, D, E, G. And let's do the same thing as before, and we're gonna play those last two with our sliding first finger. So we have the one octave. And then, same thing as before, we're gonna repeat the shape and don't forget to adjust for the B string. So we start from here, this G, we know we first go up a, a major second, a whole tone to A. Then the octave of B, which is on the G string, fret four. Same intervals as before, we take us up to the D, fret seven. And now this time, 
play fret 5 for the E. And then same intervals as before, go up to fret 8. For the next G, so. So what we should have here is G, A, B, D, E. G, A, B, D, E, G. So you can already hear it's got a very different sound to the very bluesy sounding minor pentatonic, the major pentatonic. Has a much more kind of country feel about it, but it's also used a lot within uh, blues music, particularly in Clapton songs and things like that. You hear a lot of this more kind of country influenced uh, blues playing, or certainly someone like C6 Steve or Colter Wall, you get that very kind of major pen. So now we have the G major pentatonic across two octaves. <laughs> got kind of a bluegrassy vibe about it so get really comfortable with that get comfortable with those shapes and then when you f when you're feeling really comfortable try moving it up to the fifth fret and starting from a and see if you can work out the a major pentatonic shape it should sound like this So now we're going to go back to the G major pentatonic and I'm going to show you what it sounds like over a chord sequence in the key of G major. So the chord sequence we're going to use is going to be uh, similar to the chord sequence found in part of Running on, Running on Faith, the Eric Clapton song. Uh, so it's going to be G, D and E minor. And I'll show you how this um, scale sounds just going up and down, ascending, descending over those chords. hear straight away there that that's another simple scale that works over multiple chords. Uh, these pentatonic scales don't have the difficult scale degrees that a minor or a major or any of the modal scale hold, which is why they're like our get out of jail free type scales. You can pretty much use them in any situation as long as you know what kind of a key you're in, you know, if you're in a minor or a major key. Uh, certainly if you're playing, and this doesn't really apply to jazz, but certainly if you're playing a 1-4-5 type blues song or any kind of regular pop song with that major pentatonic, um, those kind of magic chords that you hear people talk about a lot, that would all fit within the remit of a major a major key song, which means that that major pentatonic scale is totally usable and workable. One of the things that's come up for me recently um, is that I've had a couple of people, students of mine, asking why it's useful to know scales. And it's kind of one of those things where you don't tend to give much thought to it um, as a teacher. 
because you just teach scale, that's what you do, and you sort of it sort of stumped me a little bit as to why. And then I started really thinking about it. So I thought something I, would, I should include in this lesson, uh, reasons that you should know your scales, really. And I think for me, those reasons are threefold. The first reason I think it's important is music theory. Um, knowing your scales opens you up to understanding more of the theory on the fretboard. And I don't mean really complex theory. I mean really simple theory. Like, let's take, for example, that major pentatonic that we had in G. The major pentatonic that we had in G, if you remember, uh, had five notes, obviously. We're going to have G, A, B, D, and E. Now, if you were to look at a G major triad, go what called, you know, look back at some of the previous lessons, because I know I've already talked about this. Um, but G major triad, you're looking at G, B, D. Now, all of those notes are in our scale. Uh, if you're looking at a C major triad, you're looking at C, E, G. C, E, G. All those notes are also in our G major pentatonic scale, which is why we can use a, a G major chord and a C major chord and still use just that one pentatonic scale over it and it sounds okay because all of those notes are already in those chords, meaning that they're always going to sound good over those chords, no matter what octave you're playing those notes in, uh, as long as your guitar's in tune, and I hope it is, uh, it's gonna sound it's gonna sound really good. The second reason I think would be the fretboard fretboard navigation or fretboard visualization that I know we've looked at in previous lessons. One of the interesting things I came across recently was I've been looking into studying more Mediterranean guitar styles, particularly Greek guitar, and I came across a Greek guitar teacher whose name I forget. Um, but he was talking about how in Greek music, traditional Greek guitar music, they don't have specific set out scales. They have what he called note pathways, which means they can they can change up. Um, they can change by a couple of scale degrees uh, up when you go up and down the neck, which I thought was really interesting because they for that kind of music, it seems that it's a lot more about the fretboard visualization than it is so much about the, techni uh, the technical challenge of playing scalistic patterns. So one of the reasons it's really good to know your scales is it helps you recognize where the notes are on the fretboard. And to go on from that, the reason it's good to know where the notes are on the fretboard is for everything, for improvisation, for transposing, for writing solos, for writing music, for writing melody lines. Pretty much anything you do on the guitar can be made way better by knowing where the notes are on the neck. So you can add all kinds of different flair and little interesting points to your playing that makes it sound a lot less like you're sitting around a campfire playing Wonderwall and a lot more like you're playing something really, really cool and interesting. The third reason for me is, is the biggest one that I get uh, asked about among my older or adult students, which is improvisation, particularly with blues music, as I teach a lot of kind of rock and blues music. Uh, the improvisation element is obviously huge. You want to go to a jam night, you want to be able to just play a 12 bar with some friends and know what to play uh, and, you know, know what's going to sound good and you don't have, you know, you won't have that anxiety about, oh, am I going to play the wrong note? Um, and knowing these basic scales particularly, but knowing your scales in general is what's going to allow you to thrive in that environment and it's going to make those environments so much more fun because you know you know, uh, let's say they're playing a 12 bar in the key of G, you suddenly go, boom, I can play the G minor pentatonic. You can mess around with those notes all night long and you're never going to play a wrong note. 
um, and that's why those those scales are so so useful to know and with the one that I showed you in this lesson we can obviously move it so it doesn't matter if somebody says we want to play in B flat and you go oh god that sounds you know that sounds difficult it's not difficult find the B flat on the top string and exactly the same um, pattern as we played before any of those notes and you'll be playing the correct notes all night long and those are the reasons I think it's so so important to learn your scales now the reason the way I teach scales is I don't teach them as a practice kind of tool so much like a lot of other guitar teachers will teach the three note per string method for example which is a great method and I do use it but they'll teach it you have to play this along with a metronome and then you have to get faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and I think often that doesn't allow for the students to understand the reasons of why they're learning a scale and the applications for it and you know, I mean, I can't, I, I'm the first one to admit that I can't shred. I'm not a shredder. Uh, I pr primarily play acoustic guitar, so shredding is very much not for me. And it's very impressive being able to shred up and down a, a minor scale or a Lydian mode or a, whatever it is you're playing. But if you don't understand how you can apply that to make music and how you can apply that to make music better, then it really is, you know, it's kind of a, it's like a party trick. And I think so. One of the one of the things that's really important is not to get bogged down in the idea of scales, and that's why I thought that uh, Greek methodology was really interesting, because it was not trying to get you bogged down in the idea of scales and shapes and repetitiveness and getting faster and faster on a metronome. It was it was showing pathways across the fretboard to accomplish what you want to accomplish musically, and at the end of the day, that's the that's the most important thing. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up for season two, episode one. Thank you to Budsprout.com and Orphy Strings for the sponsorship. It's awesome. It's amazing. Uh, if you want to get more information or for free eBooks, if you want the free Travis picking book or the free um, finger picking workbook, you can head over to my website, www.benmartin-music.com. Loads of stuff there. There's also all my music production services if anyone's interested in that. Uh, more links to the podcast and the podcast notes if you need them. And I will see you guys in episode two. Are you fully fretboard confident? Do you know where the notes are, how they connect and how they move up and down the strings? My latest book, The Triad Method, is all about using simple three note shapes to completely unlock the fretboard. This book is absolutely full of light bulb moments that are going to demystify the neck three notes at a time. I've compiled a huge number of diagrams, shapes and exercises based on over 10 years of teaching this stuff to make it as simple as possible. Download The Triad Method and see for yourself today. Link is in the description below.